Welcome back to the show. My name is Angelique Velez. I am the CEO and founder of Breakups to Makeup, and you are listening to the Hey Glow Friend podcast. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. If this episode is of any value to you, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend as that is the only way I'm going to be able to spread the word about the podcast. Also, if you don't already know, we are running a content, a content, a contest where you have the chance to win a super cute Hey Glow Friend tote. All that you have to do is leave a review wherever you are listening in order to enter. So thank you so much. All right, Glow Friends. So in today's episode, I have my friend and fellow makeup artist and fellow coach, Jen Navarro, visiting us. She came into the Coming in Clutch Club a couple months ago to talk to us about what she has been doing, um, about her transitioning from being a makeup artist into a coach, um, about her changing identities. And the best way I can describe her to you, she is my friend but she's like a magical unicorn that is the best way that I can describe her to everyone um she thinks outside of the box she does things her own way and she just lives life to the fullest she's such an inspiration so I can't wait for you to listen to her to listen to her journey um and whatever she does in life she definitely gives 110 percent to she goes above and beyond with everything Jen and I met a while back when she first started her career as a makeup artist when she was going to makeup school and we've, um, you know, stayed stayed in contact ever since. And I've been able to see her throughout her journey. And I'm just so blown away by what she does and all of the effort that she puts in. And I know that this episode is going to totally inspire you to pursue your dreams and to live life to the fullest. So I hope you enjoy. Please let us know what you think. Join us over on the Hey Glow Friends Facebook group. Let us know. Um, and yeah, listen on. You're going to definitely be empowered. All right, Glow Friends. And Until next time, when I shine, you shine, we shine together. Bye. Woo! There it is. Yes. Oh, perfect. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Jen. You're welcome. All right, you guys. So we're here. After all of that, we are here. Um, This is Jen Navarro. For those of you that don't know who Jen is, Jen, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, um, but I'm going to tell them like how we know each other and how we go back and then and then we'll take it from there. It's a super laid back coffee and chat or drink and chat. It's early for you. So I know right now I'm doing coffee. Um, So we're just going to like talk and chat and catch up basically. And we have the club here with us. And then what we'll do is at the end, we're able to stop the recording and then they can ask you any intimate questions that they have for you, if that is okay with you. Yeah, that's cool. Perfect. And we'll be super mindful of your time. Um, So yeah, so Jen and I, Jen is, or was a makeup artist, because I know you're going to get into that a little bit. Um, And she's now, uh, I would say coach, but I know you have a specific title for yourself now that transitioned a bit. So I would love for you to get into that as well. Um, An uplifter. I feel like you're a unicorn in so many aspects, but her and I go back um, and make my makeup designery days, actually, when you went to school there and I was the director of career services. 
we met there, clicked, and I've seen Jen throughout her entire makeup artistry journey, which has been insane, as well as your new journey right now into coaching and helping coaches and all of that. And I have to say, I wanted you to come in to talk to the group because what you're doing, first of all, you're cutting so much red tape. You've transitioned into different, like a different identity. So I want to talk about that as well, because I can only imagine how that was for you. Um, and just you being you and how you are, and you're just so authentic. So I think you're going to bring, I know you're going to bring so much magic into this group. And I can't wait to talk to you about all the things. So that's why I wanted to have you here. <laughs> well, thank you. That's so nice. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh my God. Um, yeah, so we, when was that 2009 at makeup designery? I don't even, in my mind, I left there in 07. So I'm off base. I have, I don't remember. Okay. (laughs) I don't remember. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. So I'll give the short synopsis of my makeup career and then go into like my coaching career. Um, so I believe, oh no, I did definitely go into makeup professionally at, uh, in 2009. Before that, I was doing a little bit of makeup at a spa along with like Brazilian waxing and facials and all kinds of stuff while I was in college. And before that, I was working in the fashion industry as a buyer. Um, and then through my makeup career, yeah, that was like, it was like this thought of, I can't, I didn't want to work at a makeup counter. And I mean, you can have such a great career working at a makeup counter, but I just knew that I wanted to work in production. So I went to mud and yeah, it's true. Like we, we met and immediately clicked. It was cool too, because it's like, I felt like I was the oldest kid in class. (laughs) I think I might've been, or one of the, you know, because I was already on my second career or third, if you count aesthetics. And I was like, okay, all of my friends were like the teachers, like Jen Lombardo, right? She was like mm-hmm. a good friend of mine too, which yeah. I was like, this makes way more sense. And there were a bunch of 18 year old girls, bless them. I wonder if they ever became makeup artists, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but that was like, I just remember the grind of makeup designery. It, I feel like it was a 40 hour, we were in class all day long, every single day. And then I had a job um, working as a freelancer at Mac. Oh, hold on a second. Somebody's coming in. I had a job as a freelancer at Mac. And then I was building my portfolio pretty heftily. Like I would be doing these shoots on whatever free time. I don't think I slept for that entire, whatever it was, four month, six month period. And then after that, I just, I mean, I took everything I learned. I feel like Angelique, you gave me that book. It was like the book by Crystal Wright. I, I studied that book. Like it, I wanted to implant that book into my brain. I did every single thing she said. I like contacted producers and photo like photographers and makeup artists to assist them. And I just like went at it. So like hardcore, um, uh, Ooh, yes. That book is so good. Um, I want to add it so hardcore that it was like, there's no way I couldn't have done it. Like, I was just like, I'm going to make sure that I get into production and I do exactly what I want to do in this career. And so I started assisting and my main mentor who I worked with was Francis Hathaway. 
Um, and if you don't know Francis, you should number one, <laughs> number two, like all of Mac makeup was actually started in her mother's hair salon back in the eighties. She was friends. I mean, her mother was like close friends with Frank and Frank. Um, and if you don't know the Franks, then you don't know Mac. So look far back in the, in the history that far. And so you gotta Francis, know the Franks, you gotta know you gotta, the Franks. You like, gotta know the Franks. <laughs> and so we, I mean, we did everything together. I was like, I flew to like Argentina and Chicago and LA and like all of these places with Francis to do like the Maybelline campaigns and Gap and um, L'Oreal, a lot of beauty campaigns, um, MAC campaigns, Estee Lauder, like La Mer, all kinds of crazy stuff. And then it wasn't that long before her agent at Jump Management uh, wanted to sign me. And it was crazy too, because it was like, it was really fast. I had meetings with Wilhelmina and Ford and jump and some other one that I don't remember. And I remember it was like all kind of at the same time, it was all at the same time. And as like all these opportunities were popping up, I was like, well, who do I want to go with? It was crazy because I didn't think I was going to have a choice. I thought I was going to have to scrounge for somebody to sign me because I didn't have a full book either. I had just been assisting artists at these agencies and their agents like to work with me because you know how it goes, right? Like it's really easy to like, I don't want to say it's just really easy to slack off. And I wasn't about that at all. Like I'd be at the studio like 30 minutes before call time. And I'd set up the whole artist kit. Like it was just like efficiency because I wanted to not because I was trying to like suck up to anybody, but it was just like, Oh, let me do, you know, let me do the thing that I really, really want to do. And it got me signed. Like, I think in my second year of assisting or third year, something like that. And so my career went on to doing makeup for Al Varner and actually the artist now known as her H E R. She was going by Gabby Wilson at the time. I was doing her makeup. Um, I was also doing a lot of all, all the Eileen Fisher campaigns, um, a lot of beauty too. I was doing a lot of La Mer Tarte makeup. Um, I did a lot of on-camera things uh, with a magazine called Barely. I don't even know if they're there anymore. This show called Style Code Live with Amazon where I was like speaking on live TV. Angelique, you do it too um, for your brand. And I was talking about these brands that I didn't even know. They'd give me like a brief and I'd be like, yeah, this is in my kit. They'd want me to tell you it's in my kit and tell you about this product that I literally touched like 15 minutes ago. You know, it was crazy. Um, and so it was just like this awesome thing where I got to see my work on like billboards and I never got to see my work on an international billboard, but I knew they were showing um, like work of mine during fashion week in Paris and in London. And then I ended up moving to Miami in 2017. And it was just like this conscious choice of starting to shift from makeup artistry into makeup and coaching. And at first I wanted to coach makeup artists to jump into this part of the industry because I felt like I had learned these, I want to say like shortcuts. They're not really, cause there's really no shortcut to getting to that place, but it was like all of the unnecessary stuff I had learned to 
like cut out in a way so that I could go straight to set if that means anything. And I built this whole program. I never actually launched it. I, um, I got really busy with makeup in Miami because something that happened there, which I thought was really interesting was if they knew you were from New York, they knew you had a certain work ethic and they were like, everybody wants to work with you. You show up like 10 minutes early anywhere. And they're like, that's the one book her again. You know what I mean? She listens, book her again. So I got super busy in Miami. And so I was flying back and forth. I had an apartment in New York, an apartment in Miami. And it got so exhausting. I don't know how people do it from like the East to the West coast. Cause that time difference is crazy. Um, let alone being in the same time zone, going back and forth, like maybe two or three times a month, sometimes between New York and Miami. And so I went to coaching school, like right before the pandemic, it was kind of crazy. It was like, I had built this program. I had hired my first business coach in 2017. I kind of put it aside for a moment. And then in 2019 or 2018, I decided, okay, I want to, I want to really do this because what I really love to do as a makeup artist is like, not just do my art and help women feel beautiful. Like how I think that I see them type of beauty, like how I see their inner beauty, like coming out into on their faces, you know, but like, there was something about that interaction with the models or the talent who were sitting in my chair and helping them to feel some sort of way from the inside out that I, I really thought that I could see on camera. Like we would have these conversations and just the way that they were feeling, I could feel like I could see it being exuded on camera. So I wanted more of that, right? That was really my favorite part was like getting into these deep conversations with people and just like watching them transform in like this little microcosm of like a photo shoot. It was like, I wasn't watching them transform in their life, really. Some of them, yeah, because some of the models, you know, you work with them for like years and years and years and years. And so you do see them transform in their life, but like just even that little bit of time. If it was only for one shoot ever in life, there's some models who I really just, I know that if I ran into them in the street and this happened actually in Miami, I ran into a model who I worked with on an Eileen Fisher campaign once or twice. I saw her at a music festival and I was like, Hey, I know you. She was like, I think I know you too. And we were trying to like figure out where it was from, but just that like deep connection is what I'm really about. And that's what led me into coaching. So then I became a coach for creative entrepreneurs, um, spiritual entrepreneurs, meaning like coaches who focus on like uh, spirituality and personal development and growth. And I created a program last year, which I love called the fame frequency. And it was about, you know, that, that energy that you feel from like a celebrity walking across the street and like their sweats. And you're like, I know that's somebody, but I don't know who it is. I was teaching my groups how to like 
invoke that energy, like how to exude that energy, the fame frequency. And it's crazy because like the way we work is with subconscious programming and with like energetic activation and some like different, just all different types of techniques. Some that I learned from being trained some that I created on my own, but like watching people pop off in that group is so crazy. And it was like really just super fulfilling. And it just happened at like the opportune time. Right. Like, so I went to, um, coaching school, like I said, in 2019, I think it was, and then 2020 was the pandemic. I think when it hit the United States and even like, I remember the day that it like really hit the United States. I was flying to Texas and the plane landed. I was on my way to a coaching conference. And as the plane landed, I was getting all these slack messages and they were like, the conference is canceled. We apologize for any inconvenience, stuff like that, like due to government regulation or recommendation. And I was like, I have like a hotel and like a rental car and I'm like supposed to be here for five days. And so it was really interesting. Like, I was like, am I going to be able to get home? I'm going to be stuck in Texas. You know, I didn't get stuck in Texas, but we did get stuck at home for longer than two weeks. So I had a lot of time to work on my coaching business anyways. We did. And now <laughs> like, I'm here. <laughs> I know. I want to pause your story really quick, Jen, if that's okay, because I want to yeah. backtrack. There's so much. And, you know, Jen and I are friends, you guys, so we could totally, and we haven't caught up in a minute, so we could totally talk forever today. But I want to, like, go back a little bit to your story and just touch upon a couple of things that you spoke about. So, once again, for those of you that don't know who Jen is, like, Jen, I feel like within your makeup artistry career, you were a typical, like, fashion makeup artist, like, agency represented. You were doing all the things. Like, you were really, really booked, busy, and blessed, like, if I could say it that way. So... And I feel like when you did go to school, I will say this as well, when you were at MUD and you were going there, I do remember because you were one of the students that stood out for me in a way that I knew you were going to make it in some type of capacity within the industry, like as a leader and just an inspiration. I just knew it, you know? So you really like fulfilled. And I hope you realize that about yourself as I'm speaking in this, like I'm not just blowing air up your butt. Like you, it really is <laughs> all true. So how did that feel like that's what I really want to kind of dig into because I feel like within the pandemic right now so much or because we're still kind of we're in it still you know like people are pivoting in so many ways and people are feeling really really lost how did that feel to step away from the one identity and completely completely get not get rid of it but completely step into the new one because you you're retired like straight up retired from makeup artistry am I am I correct to say that yeah. Yeah. Completely. Um, and you stepped away from a really great, like you were doing, you were bugs. Yeah, I did. Actually, I had some friends of mine were like, you're crazy. What are you doing? Why would you do it? I mean, and they've seen me do it a couple of times before in my other careers. They're like, oh my God. Cause like when I do something right, like I do it with my entire heart and soul. It's yeah. just the way that it's like, I realize that I get to do what I really deeply desire, like what I really, really, really want. And when, when I have that realization of like, oh my God, this is exactly what I wanted. You know, it's so easy to like complain on set. Like the model is like, keeps on drinking and like her makeup is all over her face and like all of this stuff. But it's like, um, it's going to sound super cliche, but like the gratitude that I think that I just really, really deeply connect with. 
um, is what helps me to do that shift even in identity, because it was like, okay, well, I mean, the fact of the matter was, is I could sit there and complain about the pandemic happening, but I did make a choice like earlier, like I, about a year before to like shift my career. And the reason why I wanted to was because I was like, what do I really love about my career as a makeup artist? And I'm not going to lie. I was just getting actually physically tired as well in makeup because, you know, you're carrying around that giant ass Burton bag and you're trying to keep it down to like 60 pounds so it can travel on the plane. And then it's like all of the physicality of the job was just like affecting me um, physically. I mean, I don't have any like major physical ailments. I was just like, oh, I I don't want to be this tired anymore. I want to be, I want to feel more physical energy. And so in shifting, I was like, it's not a huge shift where it doesn't make any sense. Cause I already felt like a coach to the models and the actors and the singers who are sitting in my chair. And I was also thinking about like, I had this singer who I was working with and we were, uh, she was up for a Grammy. Right. And she, I mean, we thought she was going to get it. She, she was like, one of the forerunners, like really up there for like this Grammy. And she ended up not getting the Grammy. And then after that, she got super depressed and she went through a breakup. And then after the breakup, it was like, she, she had such a hard time pulling her back herself back up to that same level that she was at. And I feel like it's one of those moments that I was like, I wish I had the tools. I wish I knew how to help her like move beyond like the blockages that she was experiencing from that heartbreak. You know, it's just like, it's just like a breakup. It's like, I like having expectations for something and then having them never like materialize or manifest. And so when I was thinking about that shift in my identity, I did have like a lot of moments of like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? First of all, moving to Miami from New York, I felt like a huge geek because, you know, everybody in Miami or New York thinks Miami is cheesy in a way. And so I thought it was cheesy too. And I didn't want to admit it. And I was like, oh shit. And so like my identity was a makeup artist from New York, you know, and it was a conscious shift. It was like, okay, I have to know that I'm just me everywhere I go. It doesn't matter if I'm in Miami. It doesn't matter if I'm in New York, I'm me. And what makes me, me. Right. And I'm like, what, what is it? What is that common thread between makeup artistry and coaching? And it was almost like baby stepping off of that line, right? Like if identity, if my identity as a New York makeup artist was going this way, it was like a baby step this way as I'm not, I'm not in New York. So I can be from New York still, but I can have pride for where I am in the moment. Right. And then it was like, I really love to help people. And that's what makeup artistry was. And I'm still helping people. And so I can like own that piece of, of my new identity. And it was really like, it just feels like, um, a zipper, like one, like little zipper notch at a time until like my identity became, okay. I am a coach for creative entrepreneurs and healers and coaches. Right. But it was like, it's, it's painful to shift your identity, even if you want to do it. That's the crazy part, right? Cause I really wanted to do it. I was like, I'm ready to make this shift. And all of the success that I was seeing in my makeup career, wasn't, it wasn't a reason to not 
do what else I wanted to do. I was like, I get to do whatever I want to do. And so I'm going to do this other thing that I want to do too. Yeah, it makes total sense. And I love how you compared it in the beginning, almost to a breakup that what your client was going through and, and trying to help her in that transition. Cause I always, I compare like the losing of an identity to that as well. Cause it's like, you're still trying to hold on <laughs> to what, not what you were, but what you identified with at that point in time. Or I know for me, that's how I do it. So it's been, it's hard like transitioning. Yeah. Um, that's why I wanted to get you on here because I really feel like you are a great example of like owning who you are, like wherever you are. I really feel that with you. Um, so I would love to go into a little bit more detail about like what you're doing now, what you're focusing on and what you're seeing from clientele out there, especially since the pandemic started. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm doing now is I'm working with private clients one-on-one, <clears throat> excuse me. And I'm also working with groups of students, I'll call them. So my group program right now is about, um, I'm shifting it around a little bit. So I might shift the name, but right as of right now, it's called video marketing makeover, because as you can see, our world is on video, right? Like we've got to know how to use this medium in a way that sells whatever it is that we're doing, especially if we're entrepreneurs. And a lot of us became entrepreneurs during the pandemic. We've got to be able to sell our products and services on this medium that every app is even turning to, right? Like I read somewhere that um, the like the head dude over at Instagram wants Instagram to be a primarily video app because they were looking at what was happening with TikTok and how big TikTok blew up into. And so even things like LinkedIn and like YouTube are going to short form video. And so everybody who's on social media, which is everybody, especially if you have your own business, right? We have to learn how to show up with a certain presence and energy, know how to say what we need to say, how to convey that we're going to help who we're going to help through our businesses. And that's what this program is about. So it's a 30 day program. So I'm combining everything that I had in my makeup artistry career behind the scenes and in front of the camera. And then everything that I know about like energy and mindset and the subconscious programming that's stopping us from doing what we want to do. And I combined it into the course called video marketing makeover. So that's, um, one way that I work with clients. And the other way is my private clients and my private clients. I don't know how woo you get on this show, but <laughs> it's yeah, woo -woo. Uh, <laughs> real woo. So love it. yeah. We work on um, connecting to our inner being, right? And there's so many people who just want to experience a personal transformation. They're like, I know my life could look a different way. I know my career could look a different way. So a lot of what we do with my one-on-one my -on -one clients is we look at their subconscious programming and how it's created everything that they have in their life right now and how, what they believe is missing, right? Like what they desire in their life right now, um, what's blocking them from having it. So the tools that I get to give and share with my private clients helps them to like break through these patterns of identity, speaking of identity, right? Where sometimes it's like, 
an income goal that they have. Like I have an author who was a best-selling author and she like, it was something like she made more money last year than she did in the three years previous. Like if you added up all those three years, last year's income was like more than that amount, which is really awesome because it's like the only barriers that we really have are in the mind. So it's really like working one-on-one with somebody's mindset and the amount of transformation and shifts that we get to see, or that I get to see in my clients is like, it blows my mind. I'm like, how is this even happening? You know? So yeah, it's a little bit different in that we get just like really nitty gritty on one person's mindset when I'm working with you as a private client. And then when it's a group, it's more of like a classroom setting. You're like in my Kajabi, you have a membership um, number, like password, whatever. And then you can access the modules whenever you want. So it was like, I taught like, you know, five different 15 minute modules for my first week. And then you get that like on demand really. And it's, I don't really personally coach you except for when we do our group coaching call. So it's more of a group atmosphere. You get to see the work that other people are doing. And then when we're working together one-on-one, it's like super intimate and we work on everything from like, you know, it's crazy because relationship affects your career. Um, so anything from career and business to your relationship and the way that your life is just rolling out. Yeah. No, I love it. I want to stop you there and go back a little bit. So I want to, I want to dive into a couple of things that you've learned, like from your clients in a second, but prior to that, I want to talk about like your new transition, becoming a coach and all of that, you know, claiming this new identity. How was it starting over again? Cause we do have a lot of listeners and, and club members who they may still be in the beauty industry, but they're pivoting in a different area of the beauty industry. So for them, it's like starting all over again. It's like building that clientele is all over again from scratch. And I'm assuming for you, it it was the same exact thing. How was that for you? It's scary. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. It's scary. It's scary as shit. Like you learn how to feel fear and not make that fear mean that you shouldn't be doing it. That's what it's like. It's like, what does feel fear feel like in your body? It fear feels like your heart is like racing out of your chest and your armpits are sweating and your mind might be spinning. And it's like, I don't know what to do, but I want to run away, but I want to hide because, you know, like these are, this is what fear is suggesting. And really you just learn how to like feel that energy, that vibration in your body. And you do the damn thing. You're like, I, I step out on Instagram and tell you that I'm a coach before I fully believe that I'm a coach. You know, I'm going to tell you that you come and do this sort of like energetic activation with me. And all you have to go on is what I'm saying. So my level of certainty too helps me to sell whatever it is that I'm selling at the time. And it's like, you learn how to feel fear. You learn how to feel like, um, doubt. You learn how to feel uncertainty. You learn how to feel certainty at the same time. It's like, you are really, it's like a recalibration and it really feels sometimes it feels like you had the craziest workout that you've ever had physically. And all you did was 
get out there and tell people you're something else on Instagram, right. Or on whatever your, your preferred platform is, you start telling people. And that's a, that's the thing, right? It's like, you got to start before you're ready. There's no such thing as like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to wait. I don't feel ready yet. That's the fear talking. That's not really your inner being talking. That's not really like the deep part of your heart and soul talking. You know what I mean? It's like your human is scared. The human part of you, the brain, the, the, um, prefrontal cortex, that's like there to protect you. Um, it's scared. It's like, you get to do things while you're scared. And when you learn how to do that, I mean, you know, that Angelique, right? Like yeah. that's all breakups to makeups is about. Like, yeah. it's, it's like, I just remember like you, we would be at makeup shows together, right? I would be with Theo or I'd be with Francis. I'd be with somebody. And then you would, you would have all of your stuff out. And I mean, it's like exciting at one point in the day. And it's scary at one point in the day where you're like, is, are people coming? Yeah. And, you know, it's fucking scary. And it's, it's great. So scary. No. And I love that you're saying this. And I, I know even like for me, when I, if you guys think about it, when I, I literally was putting myself out there as I was still mentally going through a breakup, like at the same, and I was putting it out there as I'm going through it for everyone to see. It was scary for real, for real. Um, so yes, I understand what you're saying. You know what I, it's, you know, what's interesting though. Cause like I was watching you go through that breakup and it was like, you had this like, then you got into this really beautiful relationship. Right. And then you had your son and it was like this, you have like that full story. You see the full story on the other side, but you only see the full story on the other side. You yeah. don't see the full story and the heartache and the crying and what it takes to That's be an nice. entrepreneur. Yeah. Right? No, yeah. for sure. I love that you brought that up because I feel like I've seen your journey to especially where you're transitioning now. And I would love you to talk a little bit more about how you put yourself out there in this aspect, because all of us that know you and all of us that know you in the makeup industry, know you as Jen, basically fashion makeup artists, like that's how we know you. So when you started putting your videos out there, it's 100% true. You owned it from the beginning. I, if I didn't know you, I would have thought that you had like 30 clients behind your back. And I know that wasn't the case because I know you, you know? So how did you do it? Like, and what made you do what you did? If, if that makes sense of what I'm asking. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> I love that you asked how because this is something, so I don't know if I didn't mention it yet, but I do also work with psychedelics in like re patterning the subconscious mind. So I work with them personally and my private clients get to work with my shaman as well. Um, and something that I learned from one of my journeys is that the, the answer to every how question is trust. The answer to every how question, if you ever ask the question, well, how, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? All you need to know is you need to know what that manifestation looks like. You need to know what it, what it's going to be. What do you deeply desire? Right. So like what it was that I really, really wanted was to have like 30 clients, right. <laughs> it's like, uh, and to have like my courses out there for the world and like knowing that that's what I wanted as a coach 
and knowing that the answer to every how question is trust, like what I had to do. And at that point, right, like at the point where you started seeing me speak, I didn't trust. I wasn't in that space yet. I hadn't learned this lesson yet. So I'm giving you the shortcut, right? But what I did trust was that I know that I do anything that I put my mind to always. That's all I, that's all I needed to like lean on as far as trust. And that's where my certainty came from. I was like, I just know that I, I am an awesome coach. And this is before I had any real paying clients. And it was like, yeah, I did it with fear and I did it with trust because you get to do both, right? You get to have both fear and trust. So it was like, it's like my heart would pound every time I would say it because I thought that I was like, your brain is going to tell you you're lying. (laughs) Your brain is going to be like, well, you don't have any clients yet. You can't tell people that you you're a coach and you have clients and you're an awesome coach. It was like, well, I just know that I am. I went through a training. I did well in the training. I've, I've coached models and I've coached my, I used to love coaching my assistants as a makeup artist. I would like coach my assistants to the point where they could not work with me anymore. Cause they were so booked. <laughs> I'd be like, you know, like I would teach them everything. I wasn't, I was like a, one of those artists who were like, let me give you every single secret that I know and how to charge more money. And then eventually it was like, oh, I'm not, I can't help you today, but here's somebody else who can, you know what I mean? It was like that sort of thing. So like, I, that's how I did it. I was like, I just kept on trusting that what I desired was going to be mine eventually because that's how it worked in makeup. And that's how it worked as a buyer. Like when I was a buyer, I didn't take any classes in college to become a buyer. There's a ton of like, you know, retail math and like some economics classes and all this kind of thing to like go into the retail industry and become a buyer or I'm sorry that these really loud birds are existing outside of my window, but (laughs) you can't hear them. Okay, great. Um, when I, decided to become a buyer. It was really just on, I want to be a buyer. And so I applied for the job, even though I was a social sciences major or a liberal arts major, my major was in sociology and women's studies. I was the only sociology and women's studies major that applied for the job as a buyer. And I just believed so deeply that I could do it. (laughs) And so, I mean, here's the back end of that story. Like I just hooked up the recruiters because they were going to my friend's restaurant. I was like, yo, hero, can you hook them up with some dessert and some appetizers? And so he did. And so I barely had an interview. They were like, oh, we're going to send you to New York. Right. So this is what I mean by trust though. You're going to have these like instincts, right? When you trust these like intuitions, like maybe I should do this thing. And it's going to seem out of left field. It's going to seem like it doesn't make any sense as to what you want to do. Right. Like when I was launching my course last year, I was like, well, I know I should be doing this thing to advertise my course today, but I need, I feel like I need like earrings. So instead of doing the thing on social media, I went out and bought like three pairs of earrings. And that was like one of the days that I was supposed to be in major launch mode, but like following these instincts and these intuitions, especially when you know that what you're going to, what you're going to create is going to manifest no matter what. I'm like, I'm going to be a coach no matter what. So now all I have to do is follow, follow the breadcrumbs there. Don't try to jump all the way there from all the way over here. It's like, it's like that zipper that I was talking about. Excuse me. Do you want to grab water, Jen? 
Yeah, hold on one second. Yeah, I'm gonna say something anyway in between there if that's okay. So what you're talking about, we talk about it so much in the club as well, because I feel like we're always, if we tap into our inner guide, it it's always guide. I call it the inner guide. It's always guiding us somewhere, even though it may, it might not make any sense if it's not like business related, because our business and our personal are constantly like overlapping. So I always tell people like, if you get the urge to text someone, just to text someone to say, hi, do it. You never even know where that might lead you. Or like you said, going to get the earrings. I'm sure it took you on some type of journey that did something for you. So it's like, I love that you're saying this. Yeah. It's like, it's really like, I wrote a book recently. <laughs> it's like a super easy. going to get there, but you're there. So let's do it. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is one of those things, right? That was like trusting my inner being, trusting my inner guide. It was like, well, I'm like, I know that I want to start playing in that email marketing realm where it's like, I just build a list and like speak to the people who directly want to hear from me instead of, you know, sometimes on social media, like some of your followers see what you're posting. Some of them don't all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So annoying. Yeah. We call him Al, the algorithm. We call him Al and he's a jerk. So yes. We yeah, understand. Right. yeah, exactly. So I was like, okay, I want to try this email thing. Um, let's see, you know what I mean? Like, I just know that people don't jump on an email list when you tell them, Hey, jump on my email list. It's like, they've got to have a reason, you know what I mean? So the reason, and I wanted the reason to be like super helpful. And I'm like, what are people going through right now? Or like, what are my clients going through right now? You know? And I, I think that what my clients were really going through is like, they were afraid because they're like, I just don't know what to say. This is like, I kept on hearing this over and over and over again. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say on social media. So I was like, why don't I write a book of questions, like super easy questions. And this, this is for coaches, right. On like what to say on social media, because when you have a question asked to you, your brain will immediately want to respond. So as your brain is like, oh, I know what to say. You know what I mean? It comes from being prompted with a question. So I wrote this really quick and easy book. It's like a 31 page PDF. And I made that into the quote unquote freebie for my email list. And it was like so wild. Like the book got like 60 people downloading it the first day it was out or something crazy like that. And I was like, oh my God, what is this? You know, it's always what my intuition, I mean, it took me no time to write the book. It flowed because it was just like, oh, I know what to say. It's like, I just knew what to say because it was, it, it felt like it was being guided. Exactly what you're saying. Like my inner yeah. being was like, oh, this, like, we want you to write this, go ahead, you know? So the words yeah. like came from nowhere for you, basically, yeah. right? Like it just, so I can totally relate to this. I have to tell you. So within the pandemic and sorry, Glow Friends, you already know my story. So you're probably like, okay, Angelique. But like when I started creating the courses, the curriculum, my mastermind, the club, like when I tell you my hands just did the writing and the work for me, that's how it comes out for me. It's like, I don't even remember writing it. Does that make sense? It's like when I'm like, I'm like, oh, I wrote that. <laughs> It came out of me. Yeah. Being guided to do like when we don't fight it. Because as soon as you let that little the imposter syndrome kick in or that little thing come in, like, what are you, why are you doing this? Then you start like second guessing yourself. But if you let it flow out, it really does flow out. It's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, 
you know how my, how many of us are like, okay, I want this end result, right? Like I want to be this thing already over here, whatever it might be for you. You know what I mean? Whatever you're trying to transition into. And so your brain, right. As being the thing that's opposite of your inner being or whatever, your brain will be like, well, these are the things you should do to be able to do this thing over here. And so you, we have this tendency to do things that we don't want to do instead of doing what we're like driven to do by our desire, right? Like, what do I really want to do? I'm like, this sounds fun. Lo and behold, the fun thing over here is the direct path and all of the other like meandering, you know, pathways over here are what our brains are trying to do. Keep us safe, keep us who we are. Our brains want us to stay the identity of who we are right now. That's what our brains think is safe. It's great. Brains are doing the thing that brains do, but our inner guidance system is like, try this thing that you actually want to do. You know what I mean? What if it works? So uh, we spend a lot of time being like, well, I don't know. (laughs) That over there sounds way too fun and way too easy. Let me do this complicated thing over here instead. Right. But when we follow this pathway of like, well, what do I desire? And what do I desire now? It's like, you don't really get to the place that you desire from doing all the things that you don't desire. You don't really get what you want from doing all of the things that you don't want, you know? No, you don't. I tell people now, like when I try to describe it, I'm like, I'm dating myself again. So it's like, I'll wake up in the morning, like, especially if I'm not working, like working, cause I'm always working, you know, but I'm like, so Angelique, what would you like to do today? Oh, you want to take a walk? Let's go take a walk. Oh, you want to go shopping? Okay. Let's go shopping. Like, so it's like, I'm learning myself again, but in the midst of all that I'm following, like that inner guidance that you're talking about, then it's leading me to things. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is fun. Yeah. It's really fun. I love that. Yeah. So I know now I went off on my own little tangent, but I would love to hear like bringing it back to your book. And I'm so, I can't, first of all, I haven't read it yet. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, I definitely want to, and I can't wait to, but I would love to hear maybe two or three of the questions or maybe the most popular ones that you feel like people are asking themselves. Are you able to give us a little dish of info? Yeah. Let me see. I have the book over here. Yay. <laughs> I'm like, let me just pull it out. Yeah, no, I'm excited. When I, I didn't even know you were writing it, Jen. It's so hilarious. When I saw your post, I was like, what? This is so, Jen, I'm so excited. I didn't know I was writing it. (laughs) (laughs) That's how much I trusted. (laughs) I was like, I'm being guided to do this thing. What is it? I have no idea. Literally, it was just like, I'm being guided to do this thing. So this is the book, right? What to say on social media. And it's called the Coaches Video Creator Guide easy questions to answer on video to get your message out. So like it's designed to be able to just flip through and pick something. Okay. This is the one that I flipped to, right? It says stay playful. It's so easy to become way too serious. Okay. And this is, this is in the front section of the book. So there's a front section that's called quick tips. It's just 10 quick tips about being on camera. Right. And so this little tip, right. It's stay playful. It's easy to become way too serious about content creation and content that converts. Isn't about becoming a serious business professional, right? It's about creating a real human connection with your audience. We forget this because we're like, I'm a, I'm doing business. It's gotta be serious, but really like the thing about showing up on videos, it's gotta be fun. People are watching you. You know what I mean? And so like, 
when you just remember that tip, it's so easy to like, okay, now I can flow. You know what I mean? So that's like one of 10 quick tips. So here's a question. Um, this is in the section called about you, right? And this is something that I discovered. So I know that a lot of people are asking this question or they were asking me this question. I was giving a, a workshop at a conference sometime over last fall. And I noticed that every coach at this conference believed that they were the only rebel in the room. Everybody was like, I'm the only one. I'm just a rebel. I'm secretly a rebel over here. And I'm like, you are definitely not secretly a rebel. All of these coaches around you, if you were to open up and really talk to them, they all believe that they're the rebel. So what I said was everybody has a little, little rebel within. Tell me about your rebellious side, something that's off script that you do in your coaching practice that you haven't talked about yet on social media. You'd be surprised at the number of people who believe I'm the only one thinking blank, but so many of us are actually on the same page. Let your inner rebel shine through and connect with your audience's inner rebels. So it's like, oh crap. Like, what do I do? I am like out with speaking on psychedelics and the work that psychedelics do for reprogramming your subconscious brain. So that's like something that I could say, right? Like for you, Angelique, like what's something that you do that's rebellious as a coach that you don't think other people are doing or that people don't know about you yet? That I do personally or that I advise people? Well, I what I advise, I actually do. So yeah. it's crazy because so many people right now are so reliant on social media. Yeah. So I yeah. try to do the anti of that where I actually try to make genuine, con I don't know if this is like rebellious, but I, I like make genuine connections. So I do a lot of behind the scenes stuff, not necessarily using social media for my business coaching wise. It's more like building genuine connections and reaching out to people in the back end, if that makes sense at all, rather than trying to rely so much on social. Yeah. But do you see how like, okay, so that's where your brain took you and you're able to speak on it with like this certainty because it's right. something you already do. And so that's the whole premise of the book. It's gotcha. like, just talk to me about what you really are doing that right. you don't even acknowledge out there as you're really doing it. Or like, maybe you haven't talked about it in this way. It's a way to create content, right? Where it's just like, oh, I can answer this question in whatever way my brain gives me to answer it. And there it's out there. And so now the people who are looking for you are like, oh yeah, I like that idea. I'm not, I don't want to do it the social media way. I do want to create real connection with people. Like how do I do it on the back end? And they hear what you say, Angelique, and they're like, interest. It's interesting. It's a scroll right. stopper. It's like, even if you're saying it like to your email list, it stops somebody in their tracks because it's not what we're used to seeing. And that's the whole idea about it. Right. It's like, right. let your inner rebel out, stop looking like everyone else out there. Cause that's not interesting. What's right. interesting is who you truly are and what makes you unique. It's like what everybody craves and what they're looking for. Right. I yeah. love that. I definitely love that. And I've, I've definitely seen the change within you too. Like since you started doing this yeah. as well. And I would love to, but before I let you go, because I know I'm very conscious of your time. So I would love you to talk about that portion, Jen, because I really feel like you were all, for those that know you, you're already stylish. You're unique. You have your own, um, your own brand. Let's call it a brand. Cause that's where, that's a lot of what I teach too is branding. So you had your own brand before, but it has changed dramatically. I would probably say within the past two years, how, and what happened? Holy crap. That's a, that's a big question, but <laughs> it's a good question. Um, okay. So 
in the very beginning, like I took most of those pictures down off my social media. I should put them back up just so you could actually see the personal change that occurred. But like, I mean, they, I'm going to use my hair as like the example of what changed. Right. So in the very beginning of my coaching career, it was just like, oh, I experienced this huge transformation in my depression because I have depression and I don't want to be on antidepressants for my depression. And so I looked to coaching, right? Instead, so I hired my first um, business coach. I hired my first life coach. And when I was doing that, it was like I was coming out of this fog onto like level ground. And so here, this is like the truth and the behind the scenes of it, right? I had this great makeup career, but I still was experiencing depression because this is possible. Like those things can exist in the same space. It's like, you can be depressed and you can have something that looks so successful on the outside that people are questioning your motives. <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? How do you have depression? It makes no sense. So this is part of the reason I went into coaching too. And my identity, right. As an artist in the very, very beginning, like if you were to see it, it's almost like there's this, it's like, I'm trying to be what people would want me to be as a coach, because I'm trying to tell myself that I'm a coach. So I was trying to show up in that professional way. And like you said, Angelique, it's still stylish because I still love clothes and fashion and makeup. So there's still that, that angle to it. And then the, there's this big journey that I experienced. So I did a big, um, mushroom journey with a colleague of mine. And when you're in these big journeys, there's different textures of the journey. Um, and so what I mean by textures is like, it can bring about like different things in your subconscious. And so what I was clearing a lot in that journey with my subconscious was like, trauma in my past that was holding me back from really coming out and like showing myself to people in a way that's like almost irreverent. Like, I don't care what you fucking think about me. It's like, if you're attracted to me, you're attracted to me, right? Not because I'm making myself something that I think you would be attracted to. So that little layer, that blockage that I experienced, like that bubble burst in that journey. And in that journey, I remember I was looking in the mirror, right? Because when you are working with psychedelics at like that level, not microdosing, which is something that I also do. I actually started working with psychedelics as microdoses. Um, but this journey was like a macro dose. So it was a larger amount. Like you experience things in your visual field that you don't, when you're not in that space, because of all of the neural connections that are happening in the brain whether it be like colors or visions or things. But I remember looking in the mirror and I was like, I could see what I really looked like. And it was this, it was really crazy. Cause like, I didn't have this haircut. I probably had 30 extra pounds on my body. I wasn't wearing like these clothes. I was wearing fashionable clothes, but not like some of the crazy outfits that I've been wearing lately. Right. Like, and as I had this vision of myself, I was like, oh my God, like I could really see the real shape of myself. And I, I talk about this a little bit on the back end of things, right. Where it's like, you can actually reshape your face with what's going on in your subconscious brain, with what you believe about your age, how beautiful you believe you are, what you believe you look like in your subconscious, 
um, mind. Like you don't even realize that you're thinking that I'm getting older, I'm getting heavier because I'm getting older. Like all of these thoughts and beliefs, you don't ever have to believe them. Like it's not necessary or required that you believe these things just because you actually are like watching chronological time pass you by or, or, you know, go in the order that it's going in. It's like, you get to decide what you want to believe. And it's, it's like from that journey, that was like a huge turning point. Right. Um, so all of those blockages like broke away and I started becoming like this version of myself. And what it is, is like, I, actively look for my own triggers. I actively want to know like what my blockages are, what, what's holding me back. And as I'm like going through these, like, it's like releasing almost like releasing these blockages and overcoming these blockages. It's like, you're seeing more of me without a filter, without a veil. Right. Because I, at this point, I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't really, really care about what people think of me. Of course, I want people to feel respected by me and to feel like I could, I want people to feel their own beauty in my presence. And, and that's, what's important to me. It's not like, well, do you, you know, do you think I should be doing something different with my life? Or do you think you sh I should be doing something different with my business? Like that kind of thing no longer affects me. Right. So I think that's been my evolution and what you can actually like see physically is like all of that work that I've been doing energetically and in my subconscious. It must be so refreshing too. Yeah. For you. Yeah, totally. Like lifted off your shoulders. Yeah. It's like, it's like feeling, it's the feeling of like deep self-liberation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's totally noticeable. And I love that. And thank you so much for sharing and being so open about that and your journey and what you had to go through to get there. And I love watching you so much and watching you just, you know, bloom is the best way I feel like I can put it. Um, I would love, we're definitely going to give the listeners the link to the ebook for sure. It's a free download, right, Jen? Yeah. Yeah. I can send that to you. Um, yeah. I'll send that to you after. Yeah. Okay. And then also where can people find you if they want to find you and connect with you? Okay. So I'm mostly on Instagram at, at Jen underscore the underscore coach at Jen, the coach. I'll have it in the show notes. Yes. For okay, sure. great. Yeah. yeah. So I mostly play on Instagram. Okay. I'm starting a YouTube channel. Uh, and it's mostly about like self-development transformation and psychedelics. <laughs> And then my website is jnavarro.com. Awesome. And we'll have all of the links in the show notes. Jen, I can't thank you enough for joining us. If, is there one last thing, last nugget that you want to tell the glow friend community? Yeah. Anything on your heart? Yeah. It's, it's really this, it's really let yourself want what you want because it's the first step in allowing yourself to have what you truly want. So letting yourself really, really desire it and want it and be honest with yourself about wanting it, that'll be the first step on your path to getting what you truly deeply desire. Oh, thank you so much, Jen. I love it. I love it. You are All so right. Cool. So until next time, when I shine, you shine, we shine together, glow friends. Bye. Bye. Yay.